BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Thursday. Congratulations on making it to the latter half of the week. That is no small feat. You should be incredibly proud of yourselves. I know I am. I am as well. It's been a great week so far. Florida Toast still going strong. I see that you're wearing my slippers. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really realize that that had happened. No, these belong to me now. Aren't they gorgeous? We're both actually wearing, these are the Skakin PR slippers and those are Skims Hotel slippers. Oh, I didn't realize they were Skims. No wonder I've been just like gravitating towards them. Speaking of Skims, Jackie got me the nicest gift. Like so unnecessary, by the way. Like I wasn't even expecting a gift and you were like, I got you something. And I thought it was like, you know, like a novelty, like One of our like dumb gift exchange Not items. like a thoughtful, expensive, real like present. And I was so not expecting it. I got the Skakin exfoliator. I used it last night. It like I had the longest day yesterday. You guys know I only got two hours of sleep. Then we just like worked all day. We had the spritz meet and greet, which was amazing. And by the time I got home taking my makeup off from the morning, I was just exhausted. And so I took a bath and I really like cultivated a nice vibe. I'm like, let me do my skin exfoliator. And I was like gonna cry. I'm like, this is luxury. It was so rich. Like it was, first of all, product-wise, product review. Loved it. I told you the exfoliator's on another level. It like if you get one product. From Skakin. That I think should be it. I mean, I haven't used any. I use a moisturizer, but you know, there are a lot of good moisturizers. Yes. I don't have like, I use an Ole Henriksen exfoliator at home. Like, it's fine. I think I use a Kiehl's one. It's fine. I've never had an exfoliating experience like that. And I know you are very into exfoliators. So I wanted to get it for you. And then I was like, when you're here, it'll be the perfect time. It was so nice. And I loved it. So thank you. You're welcome. Um, You're welcome. And Ben and Margot got here late last night. They're enjoying the Florida vibes already. Ben wanted me to praise you on your homemaking skills. Like, Ben had a long day too. You know, he was up early working in Atlanta, got back to your house at midnight yeah, and got into the bed. He was like, this is just, he took a shower. There's been a lot of talk about the shower in your guest room. I've been taking baths every night, so I haven't experienced it, but everyone in town is talking about it. Yep. And Ben was like, that shower. I'm like, no, I know. I got to experience it. I got to get in there. Yeah. Um, when you have to wash your hair, do it. Yeah. And then he slept like so nice and he was just like premium. He wanted me to say premium job well done. That means so much. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you guys are having a nice time. I'm so glad everyone's here now. It's a full house. Bryce and Magnolia are reunited. Nature is healing. The love has not been lost whatsoever. They picked up right where they left off. And we can all just enjoy. Do you think it's gross to drink from a can that you opened yesterday morning? Why would it be gross? I don't know. Because like it's been open for 24 hours, like with just chilling, like... um. I, I don't think it's gross. It's just whatever's in there is probably not very good. Well, I opened a Pellegrino can yesterday and I guess I didn't finish it and I was just feeling really thirsty and so I drank it. It was delicious, by the oh. way. And thanks to the air conditioning in the studio, it was like it was in the fridge. It's cold. Um, I was just wondering if that's gross. Like The only reason why I... With a can, it's different because it's a smaller hole, but like with a large cup, like you could get 
over the course of a day dust, some dust in it a bug but it, it's small oh a bug a bug i didn't mm-hmm. think about a bug and there's so many bugs down here uh you're telling me critters crawling creepy critters lizards shake it for the birds shake it for the bees take and it the, for the frogs cabbage. at night the frogs gather on my patio and they stand there in a line waiting for the strice brothers they say come out come out wherever you are we would love to kill you no there's literally like enemies in your own front yard mm-hmm. no the, the strice brothers are under attack it's disgusting and now they have a lady to protect so they really need to get their shit together yeah but there was just like three also questions sound off in the comments are all frogs deadly for dogs or just a certain kind of toad also what's the difference between a frog and the toad that i think is one of the better questions we've asked here because i've literally no fucking idea and if you ever are a dog owner who happens to live in florida where there's like this frog there's this killer war. frog community yeah um, it's what a are, war what are your tips and tricks like you're obviously doing the thing with your yard but that takes a couple of weeks what are good tips to like keep dogs safe in florida i didn't realize there was like this sort of like a pandemic for the dogs yeah no there's constant threats constant threats it's time these boys had a little excitement honestly yeah life in new york was too easy for them they're escaping death every day no and then when they lay their pet on their pillow at night it's like they deserve it like they worked hard they evaded death yeah Oh, Theo's scratching yeah, at the door. There's someone at the door, but He'll figure it out. I'm not getting up. It's like when do you know how Andy has the doorbell? Like yeah. when you're a special guest, we have like scratches <laughs> at your door, and it's Theo. Um, so we did our spritz meet and greet last night in Fort Lauderdale. We met so many toasters. I think it was our most populated, not not most attended, yeah, event. It was so nice to meet everyone, like who lives here. So many people who live here, like literally just moved here. So yes. a lot of people who could relate to your experience. Yes, it was a great group of toasters. It was so fun to meet everyone, and it was so fun to do the meet and greet together. I know we've never done. Well, we've done one five years ago, and we haven't done a spritz one together. Um. And when I got home, I was like so tired from talking, like my jaw hurt. Yeah. And it was just so fun. So thank you to everyone who came out and supported Spritz. We really appreciate that. And we just appreciate life and these flamingos, obviously. Of course. I'm going to miss them when you go. And then I go back to my leave side of things. But I'll be back. You will be. Do you, when do you think you'll be back? I don't know. Um, definitely your birthday, which is, I'm not, I'm not saying nothing before that, but at least we have one trip on the books for sure. Your 30th birthday is in November. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel like I'll probably come down like for a bunch of episodes, like when I'm on tour, like nearby. Okay. Like I have to go to Nashville. Alabama. Right. I have to go to Nashville. Yeah. So I feel like it actually would probably be beneficial for me to like spend time here in between some of those shows. That's so true. So I can chill, do premium podcasts, relax, recharge for shows, and then have shorter flights. That's so true. Right? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. I'm also starting to theorize about when I'm going to come up to New York for a visit that'd be crazy yeah no and like the way I tore apart our studio I don't know how we're gonna go back to like our regular episodes like I literally you won't recognize it like it's so different and I moved all the equipment like and I unplugged a lot of things so um we're just gonna need some help getting that back together okay where you could we could stay here um I love podcasting here can I just say like enjoy it immensely let's talk about yesterday's episode how it's becoming like a critically acclaimed episode we were so funny yeah we covered so many different topics and the stories were were great. And people are just like, they're adding it to their Google Doc, their list of Best episodes toasts. to send to other people. Like that they've been trying to get, you know, a friend or a family member into the toast. And there's like certain episodes that'll do it. And I do believe yesterday was one of them. 
I love that. I mean, you were really the star of yesterday's episode. No, so I, I, I was with merely... Your, with your recap of the Turpin sisters. Right. No, and now um, that I've become like a public Turpin girl, like person, um, I've been getting so much information. So there was a lawsuit filed three weeks ago. Against who? Against the state or like the foster care system. Good. Um, because docs revealed that six of the foster kids who were taken from the Turpin house into foster homes were victims of abuse. Again, emotional, physical abuse. So the story is unfolding. And I do believe other um, adult children have uh, started to identify themselves on social media. Okay. So it's just, it's unraveling slowly. We just need to keep talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we've got a great show. It's Thursday, which means I, I didn't watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills last night, even though I am all caught up. But that's because I was busy meeting and greeting. So I feel like that's a good excuse. We were so busy. We were meeting and then we were greeting. We were doing both. But we sometimes we greeted and then we mm-hmm. meted. Yeah. Met. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so I feel like let's dive in. Let's dive in to the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <sighs> and today's episode is brought to you by Scout Design Studio. By the way, I have been getting messages like, please tell me Jackie is a code for Scout. We do. So Scout is a furniture store based in Dallas where I have gotten so much of the furniture for my new house, including these two chairs that we're sitting on right now. Did I, did we order one for my studio? We ordered one from your studio and then I ordered another one for my solo solo endeavors here. These chairs are just taking over the world. They're called the Lana Ivory Boucle chairs. I say Boucle, but I think it's Boucle. The thing about Boucle is that it's really, it's interpretive. Mm -hmm. Boucle. Boucle is more personal than comedy. I have a bunch of other pieces from Scout in my house already. The lamps in your room. Is the bench from my room from Scout? The bench in your room. It's another boucle bench. It's from Scout. And I also have more stuff coming. They also have a sickening art collection. All different kinds of art. I have some wonderful pieces coming. Also, what's so funny, before I started working with Scout at my house, everyone was tagging me in this piece of art from Scout. It says, fuck around and find out in ombre. um, And it's like patterned. And it's so cool. And I'm actually getting one. I will put it in the studio. (sighs) Because it's so apt. That's iconic. It's iconic. People were tagging me in that too. Like, send this to Jackie, send this to Jackie. And then I'm like, you were telling me about Scout. I'm like, I think that's the place. The the fuck around and find out place. Right, right. So they have gorgeous furniture. They have an incredible collection of art. Check them out at scoutdesignstudio.com. Use code TOAST for 15% off of your first order. And they ship. They ship. Everywhere. Everywhere. So. Mm Maybe I'll like start checking. Oh, actually, and you, know you could what? do your apartment refresh. Wait, you know that I'm like refreshing my apartment and I'm working with a designer and she sent me all these different options. Like half of this stuff was from Scout. Oh, I, I was love like, wait, that. use code toast. And we could be use code toast. <laughs> You're like, I want the discount too. <laughs> we could be twinning like in Girlies. New York and here. Yeah, keeping the same energy. And that's what we do with everything. Like, no, it's, we all have the same couch. No, that's because like Olivia's getting that bench from Scout. One thing about me is like. <laughs> If I see something I like, like I am going to copy the other person. Of course. Which is an annoying trait, except I don't pretend like I came up with it on my own. Like I'm acknowledging the copying and I feel like that makes it okay. Except for the Spanx pants. Okay. I feel like I acknowledge that uh, you were the one who told me to to get them, but then Mm -hmm. I made it like my personality trait. Yeah. Same with reading. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I just got a partnership with Spanx because I sold so many pants. So thanks, Jax. Yeah. But you know what? That's on, I can take ownership in the fact that I never posted the link. You know? You did. I can own that. And maybe I should have, and maybe it would have been my partnership. 100%. But you know what? Rising tides rise all shides. So it's like a partnership for one is a partnership for all. Like, I yeah. feel like a partnership for you is, is literally around the corner. 
Yeah, no, seeing I'm, the power of the toast, you know, who wouldn't want to work with us? I'm happy for you. No, I would be annoyed for sure. So, <laughs> no, but like I, mean, I would. I'm, I'm acknowledging, <laughs> like I would be fucking annoyed. I'm like, bitch, I literally gave you that idea, and like you're running to the bank. I'd be fucking annoyed. <laughs> I'm happy for you. You know what? I feel like you deserve a commission on it. Honestly, <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll tell. I'll tell the business manager. Okay, maybe we could like one percent to Jackie. Maybe we all could have partnerships. No, I just think I think we should all have a partnership with Spanx. And I feel like maybe after they see this episode, things will change. Yeah, just know like I actually got a targeted Facebook ad. That's how I found those white pants. Yes, I got them. I love them. I thought they were so sleek and sophisticated. And I know that you're like on this sophisticated journey. And I was like, Claudia, these pants would be amazing on you. No, and first of all, that was so thoughtful of you. Those pants have changed my summer, Mm -hmm. and I just need those pants. In another color. Like, why do they only uh, offer them in white? And they have a similar version in, like, a silver. Yeah. And that's just not what I'm looking for. What about, like, a nude? That would be nice. Everything. A light pink. Maybe a black. Everything. Yeah. It's, like, the perfect pant. Come in another color, please. Not come all in, of us want to wear white. Come in every color. Summer's almost over. Right. 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 Um, so, Scout, thank you so much for that. 15% off. Thank you, Scout. Code TOAST. T-O-A-S-T. Are you going to get that bad? Oh, I guess <laughs> How's life with the new iPad? This is week one, day like four. I'm going to be honest because the iPad is great, like no shade to it. But I was really excited about this keyboard because then I could type things easier. But it's not easy to type with the Shrice Brothers on my lap every day. Not only that, um, I was using your iPad and the dimensions of the keyboard are different than the dimensions of a classic laptop. And the way I was typing, not English, because my fingers, you're used to like the same exact keyboard even if it's like a Dell computer it's the same spacing between letters yeah generally it's the same size but this is like a scaled down version of it and I was literally typing gibberish okay that doesn't bother me but the fact that I can't like fold the keyboard behind the iPad and then read like this and then I want to take the iPad off but then I lose the keyboard and it's like why'd I get a new iPad no totally you should, but I was using Rats. your iPad to put in the data for the episode and I was trying to flip the thing. That should go backwards. It should go backwards. It doesn't. Design flaw. Design flaw. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best here. Okay, you know what? I'm just taking it off. <laughs> taking it off. Hopefully we don't have to Google anything today. No, because we're literally encyclopedias of knowledge. Encyclopedias. <laughs> Our first story, Jonah Hill, former love of Ruthie, mm-hmm. will no longer promote his films to avoid anxiety attacks. He says, and it's an important step to protect myself. In an open letter penned to fans, the Wolf of Wall Street actor revealed that he will not promote his upcoming documentary, Stutz, which he directed when it hits the film festival circuit later this year. He also wrote that he will skip press tours and public events for upcoming projects, citing his years-long battle with anxiety and panic attacks as part of his decision. Quote, I have finished directing my second film, a documentary about me and my therapist, which explores mental Mm. health in general, called Stutz. The whole purpose of making this film is to give therapy and the tools I've learned in therapy to a wide audience for private use through an entertaining film. His letter began per Rolling Stone. Quote, through this journey of self-discovery within the film, I have come to the understanding that I've spent nearly 20 years experiencing anxiety attacks, which are exacerbated by media appearances and public-facing events. He went on to write that he is so grateful that the film will premiere at a prestigious film festival this fall, noting that he is excited to share the project with the world in the hope that it will help those who are struggling. However, you won't see me out there promoting this film or any upcoming films while I take this important step to protect myself. If I made myself sicker by going out there and promoting it, I wouldn't be acting true to myself or to the film. No, that's so true, especially because it's a mental health film. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is so great for him. I know this is like... You get to a certain level where you're allowed to do this. I think a lot of 
people would love to not do it. I think a lot of people struggle. Those events are like really chaotic. I think a lot of people have been open about that, but you have to get to a certain level where like you're employable, even if you don't do media, because media is half the job. You right. go and act in something and then the months afterwards are the other half Promotion. of the job. So um, it's the way that like the industry works that like not everyone is going to be able to book roles if they don't agree to media. So this is obviously like a privilege and you know what, like good for him because you got to do, you got to protect your space. Yeah. I do feel like he's one of these actors who's really in it for the art yeah. and wants to like act and loves the craft mm -hmm. and also loves directing and is not interested in the fame side of things. And I feel like, if he even had to choose between some roles, if, you know, if he is not doing media and that doesn't work, he would be okay turning that down because he's only interested at this point in the acting. Right, he has like artistic integrity. Also, I'm sure this is unintentional, but this is actually really good press for the movie. Of course. Because it, he's prioritizing his mental health. The movie's about mental health. Also, it is a big announcement and it's promoting press, the movie. Right. But no, but it's also just like the life imitating art piece mm -hmm. where it's like, I've come to this decision and you can watch the movie to find out how and no, why. It's literally life imitating art. Yeah. And now it just feels like there is this opportunity, like there, like he will not be attending events and that there's room for one more. So I am available. And um, if anybody needs me on a red carpet in lieu of Jonah, I'm a great time. I love to look glamorous. Um, I'll make you some clickbaity type of headlines. I can be bought is what I'm saying. I think that would be really cool. I would like to nominate Ruthie to mm. go to those events instead of Jonah. Or with him and maybe he'd feel, you know, more at ease, more comfortable with like a safe space by his side. Like a rock on his arm. Right. It, it'll really, it'll actually like stabilize him. him. Great. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. It would ground him. I do think that he could also use a Ruthie in his life and that, you know, that would also cause a lot of positive change. But I'm not going to go down this road. Well, that's the lesson here is that like, Find your Ruthie. Find your Ruthie and don't let her go. No, because Jonah made that mistake once and... And he continues to pay for it, honestly. Continues. Like, every relationship that he's so stoked about... Pales in comparison to Ruthie. What he could have had with Ruthie. 100%. Um, not to be annoying, but your mic flag is upside down again. Well, here's why. Because I am constantly changing the mm -hmm. position of my microphone. When I'm reading, it's down here. When we go to do... When, like a deer toasters, mm -hmm. I go this way. So I'm between flags. I'm between flags. Okay. And you know what? I like this about myself. Okay. And soon you're going to be between flags too and be like, being between and flags. And I'm going to get a sponsorship with between, <laughs> between two flags. No, I'll get a sponsorship with six flags because I'm talking about it so much. Because you have so many flags yeah, in different right. positions. And you'll be like, be, be no, between. No, I'll, I'll, I'll literally get a sponsorship with the company that made this. I think it's called like PBS or something. You'll be like, be, being between two flags is the best thing ever. Yeah, no, I can't believe there was a time in my life when I wasn't between two flags. Hashtag ad. And I'll just be sitting here, womp, womp, <laughs> womp. <laughs> oh, that would literally be like if I got a sponsorship with like Kindle. Oh my God. Because like you, not only did you like try so hard to get me to read for so many years and I was like so stubborn. Then I started reading and you were like Kindle, Kindle. I'm like, no, no, I'm like a real I'm like girl. a real Yeah, book. yeah. And now like Kindle's my personality. Yeah, no. And the Kindle that you had up until last week was Was mine. yours. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so fucked up. Yeah. Oh, that I think. Would things hurt. you can have. Really most things. I'm, I'm, I love to share. No, you're very good with that. But yeah, no, I think that would that would cut deep. Yeah. Also, yesterday at the meet and greet, people brought their Kindles for us to sign. And I actually don't think I've ever been so honored and flattered. Yeah, that was cool. Because it's so permanent. It's so permanent. And it's like, 
were fixtures in the reading community, which I, you know, I, I had a feeling, you know, redheads does yeah, of course. thing, but that's pretty cool. No, it's extremely cool how like when people think of reading, they think of you like that's cool. So cool. It's pretty cool. It's never too late to become a redhead. Our next book is A Snitch's Choice, which is when most people do become redheads because it's a pretty easy barrier to entry. Right. Except Snitch is doing a little something different. We're reading a book called Everything I Know About Love by Dolly Alderton. It just became a series on Peacock or it's coming out like next week. So it's perfect timing. I've been seeing this book everywhere, like outside of the redhead. So it's like a good relevant choice. Yeah. And I think it's more snitch is always like rom-com erotica i think it's still like cute and fun like that but a little more in the not self-help but like introspective memoir Mm -hmm. territory i actually do think it's a memoir i love the name dolly yeah what name do you like name your child that you like nickname them dolly dahlia yeah or you just go full dolly yeah but i like i like a nickname i like a nickname too What's Dolly Parton's full name? Definitely Dolly. Or it's like not even that. Right. It's like Sarah. Yeah. Right. That's like Kiki Palmer's name is Lauren. Oh, I didn't know that. And her middle name is Lauren. Like it starts with a K. So she think everyone thinks that her name is Kiki because her middle name is K. But no, actually it was just like a family nickname. That's it's giving so snitch cute. energy. Like hundred percent. Yeah. I have like, like I've always loved Kiki Palmer, but like my new favorite thing to do is like when I'm getting ready to be watching random interviews she does because there's just like gorgeous little tidbits of her being so fucking funny. Um, and I just recommend spending like wasting your days away doing that. I watched her Hot Ones interview. Her Hot Ones is like one of the most oh, critically sure acclaimed. Oh, I'm so good. Because it was like, now everyone does Hot Ones. It's like a stop on the press tour. But she was like one of the first, not first, but like, but back when it wasn't like a popular thing to do, she did it. And like the Hot Ones community regards her episode as like one of the top ones. She was so funny. Oh, I would love to watch She that. went all the way up to like the, what do they do? 10 wings. And like she literally might as well have been eating a salad. Like she didn't feel a thing. That's crazy. Whereas like if I always think if I ever did that, like the first one is usually like the store bought like sriracha. I'd be you dead know, on the floor. You, I cannot eat spicy shit. No, like you actually couldn't be famous because you can't do that. You can't do... Uh, like eat the one with James Corden. Oh my God. Eat it. Spill, spill your guts. No, I just literally be telling everyone everything. Spill your guts or fill your guts. No, like yeah. Sometimes I'm like up at night and I'm like really worried. Like I would literally have to spill my guts. Yeah. No, there's so many things like that um, are required when you're a celebrity that actually are torture. Like even those days like for photo shoots where you're literally up at six doing glam, checking outfits. You're, you're literally working for 12 hours before you even get to in front of the camera. So that shit looks horrible. Yeah. It's so hot. Oh my God. Like, no. Mm-hmm. And people are like putting you in makeup and clothes that like, you have no approval on. Like, you're just the muse. Fuck that. Mm. No. Mm. If, it, if it ain't loose fitting, I don't want it. If it ain't the Sphinx white pants. Right. And if like the glam isn't literally like a black line and a, a nude lipstick, please stay the fuck away from me. <laughs> are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Kanye is in some hot water for selling Yeezy Gap clothes in large garbage bags. And he says he's not here to sit up and apologize about my ideas. Mm -hmm. So Kanye has been facing backlash for selling his new Yeezy Gap clothing line in what appear to be trash bags. Uh, They show pictures of these large, not trash bags, but... Like black, black plastic plastic. bags saying this is how they're selling Yeezy Gap. The sales associate said Kanye got mad when he saw they had it on hangers Mm -hmm. and this is how he wanted it. They won't help you find your size too. You just have to dig through everything. So 
Kanye said, quote, I'm an innovator and I'm not here to sit up and apologize about my ideas. That's exactly what the media tries to do. Make us apologize for any idea that doesn't fall under exactly the way they want us to think. So obviously, like as a shopper, if I walked into a store, like I wouldn't, you know, enjoy this experience of rummaging through a bag for my size. Um, But it's not like Kanye doesn't have like this is was an intentional choice. It's like I think he's thinking of it as some sort of like art display. And Mm -hmm. I don't understand art, but I believe that's what he's doing. And while it wouldn't be a pleasant shopping experience for me. He's ve- like, he's made it clear in more ways than one that like he is an artist. He doesn't do things conventional ways. And this is the way he's doing it. And there are his fans, fans of him and fans of Yeezy, like will be excited by this. It's like a different way. Personally, like it wouldn't be fun for me, but like I respect the artistic choice, you know? Yeah. He said the clothing display intends to make life easier and informal so that we can all basically dress in the dark. Right. It's like a statement on something. It's art. Like It's, it's a statement on something, but like practically... You know, that's not how I want to shop. Like when I could shop online, mm-hmm. I could just like go to a rack that I like and then go to my size. No, like refine, price, low to high, size, XL. <laughs> right. But this is a shopping experience whilst making a statement and participating in an art installation. And if that is for you, enjoy. And if it's not, just go to shopmorningtoast.com and you can just shop by your size and the item that you want. That's really, really good advice. Also, like, I don't understand like the backlash to this. Like, don't go. Right. Backlash. Like I I have such a problem with backlash culture. Like you want to make a statement on why this is problematic. So literally don't buy it. Like no one's forcing you. Right. And it's not not like like this is, you need this to live. No. And there, it's not like you went to the stores and it was chaos and there's clothes everywhere and garbage bags because they didn't get it on the hangers. Right, like it's, it's messy. Like, you don't like his art. Intentional, yeah. Then I mean, I personally don't get it and that's not how I want to shop. Um, but no, a lot act- of times Kanye's like ahead of, you know, the, right. the, the joggers. Like, right. So I will wait and see on this, but I really just don't see how it's practical. I don't think it's going to become like a trend. I just think like it's an artistic choice and people with the backlash like if okay if he was putting oxygen that people need to breathe and selling it like this that would be problematic you don't like the experience like don't go you don't have to write a whole fucking tweet about it okay like about why it's problematic we really don't care yeah yeah okay cool oh sorry no continue are you ready for our next story (laughs) only if it's a story that's brought to you by spritz society it is it is soak up summer with spritz society these sparkling cocktails aren't like most they're made with real california white wine and natural fruit flavors they're perfect for any occasion from pregame to poolside and speaking of flavors there's one for everyone from the four originals grapefruit blood orange pineapple and lemon to our flavor of the summer peach and if you can't decide on which one you want to try first or you just love them all try the ultimate spritz taste test with the variety eight pack and you can add peach to your cart to get the complete set. So Spritz Society, as you guys know, is a company that we founded that we're really proud of. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous canned beverage. You can get it at SpritzSociety.com. We are sold in a couple states right now. We're in Florida. We're in Chicago. We're in Texas. Texas. We're in Boston. Georgia. California. Um, at BevMo, we're in Total Wine. So if you just go to the SpritzSociety.com website, you can purchase directly from there and get it shipped to your house. Or you can use a store locator to find a store near you. I know we're on Nantucket. Snitch was in Nantucket. She saw it in the liquor store. Um, 
I know we're in some stores in the Hamptons. So we're in a bunch of different stores. Obviously, we're growing as fast as we can in terms of getting the product into stores. And a lot of the stores have peach already, but some of them don't. So if you want to guarantee you can get peach, which people are quaking. I think peach was like the number one sold last night at the meet and greet. It's so good. Um, you can get it online, spurtsociety.com. And you can use code TOAST to get 10% off of the grapefruit, blood orange, pineapple, lemon, and peach flavors. All of our flavors, you can get 10% off at spritzsociety.com using code toast chars chars y'all chars to the buccaneers our next story uh love is blind season two couple mm. ayana and jared are getting divorced ayana mcneely and jared jones who said i do during season two of love is blind are going their separate ways the netflix stars announced they are divorcing after nearly a year of marriage in a joint statement shared to instagram on wednesday Quote, after much thought, we're saddened to share that we have separated and will begin the process of divorcing. They told fans they still have love for each other, noting that their lives are simply going in different directions and coming to this decision was far from easy and we'll always wish each other the best, yada, yada, yada. You get the point. Like, if you watch, obviously, this isn't the most surprising thing because, like, he had proposed to someone else literally a minute before. Um, but they did end up getting married and they did end up, I think, being married for at least a year because... Almost a year. So... At, at that point, I'm like, oh, maybe it was like editing and maybe they're just like legit. So mm-hmm. I, I do find it surprising. Is this our first divorce, by the way? From Love is Blind? Yes. Because the first two couples are still married. The yes. Hamiltons and Amber and Barnett, who both turned out to be like actual, like perfect matches for each other. It's crazy. Is anyone else married from this season? Yes. the Yes. Nick and Danielle. Yes. Okay. So at least they're still together. And by the way, I have faith that they, that they are meant for each other. Like they just radiate the same energy. Yeah. Except like where the dancing on the tables and her hat in her apartment. Yeah. Yeah. And like her, like getting the notovirus in Mexico and then yelling at him like to get out, which was relatable. Yeah. But that's like real relationships, like how things go. And all of a sudden you're in a fight (laughs) and you were like mad about something and took it out on, and then now you're just like in a weird fight and you're watching him from the balcony talking to other people. That literally happened last night. Like with me and Ben, I was just so tired and I was like being rude because I got two hours of sleep and he got home late and he was like being chatty and I'm like, please, like, can I please go to bed? And he was like, we haven't seen each other like in a week. Like, can we talk? And I was like, can I? That's funny. You should have fallen asleep before he got there. That way he wouldn't like disturb you. Yeah, but like I wanted to see him. I love yeah, him. Yeah, you should. I should want to chat. You, you know, pretend it to be asleep. That's I. Ben has never not come home past eleven o'clock where I've been awake and not pretended to be asleep. I'm always because like if you acknowledge that you're up, like then you are actually going to be up, and they're gonna think like it's okay. No, 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 no. Like I'm up, and like I'm up, but I'm not up. No, 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 no. no. Sorry. I'll fake for a minute and then like jump out and scare him. Like I still want to see him. I'm just like, I want him to think I was asleep always. Yeah, no, I'm just like, if I fake, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to fall asleep in five minutes. If right. I, if he knows that I'm awake, I'll fall. I'll be able to go to sleep in an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Ben will, Ben had like, I fake sleep so many times. Like he knows if my phone is even remotely close to me, he, that means like I heard the door open. I just like put my phone down and started sleeping. But if my phone is like on the nightstand, then he knows I'm really asleep. Got it. But now I know that he knows that. So I put the phone on the nightstand. That's really funny. It's it's one of my most annoying qualities as a wife, for sure. That you fake sleeping and then scare him? Yeah, I fake sleep. And like, usually he's like, oh, you're faking, you're faking. And then I'm like, yeah. Oh, but sometimes I'll I didn't take realize it, this was a thing between yeah. you two. Sometimes I'll take it really far. He's like, I know you're faking, I know you're faking. And then it like tickle me and I'll, I'll, I'll stay. Good. He's like, oh shit, she's asleep. And then he like goes to get dressed, whatever, <laughs> get in the shower. I'm like, ah! I can't. It's so mean. That is so mean. I Especially also, because if Ben ever did that to me, because I scare very easily, I would be so mad, like genuinely upset. He knows not to do it because I, I get so scared, especially yeah. at night. No, that's really crazy. I wouldn't, 
that's really crazy that you do that. I just feel like waking someone when they're sleeping is one of the rudest things that you could do. It's so inhumane. Yeah. And also sometimes if like Zach's coming in, I might be like in like drifting off and like, yes, technically I heard that you came in, but I'm not going to come out of my slumber for Th- it. That is extremely reasonable. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, of course. If you're like halfway there, yeah. you shouldn't stop. No. Don't turn back. Don't turn back. Even though like for me, if I heard something while I was halfway there, I'm awake. In those first couple minutes, like leading into sleep, I'm extremely sensitive. Then a bomb could go off and I'm asleep. I'm not hearing it. Got it. Well, you know, for Ayanna and Jarrett, obviously <laughs> they didn't have these things worked out. It's divorce for them. I really liked Jarrett. I liked Ayanna too. Like I think that they were nice people, but I, I don't think they were a perfect match. Me too. The way like I watched the season and then when I read this, I was just like, who, what? Oh yeah. yeah. And then I was like, was that five years ago? No, two months ago. It's, that's the reality TV turnover rate these days. It's, it's just like people like, come in and out of your brain in 30 seconds. Yeah, This was faster than anything I've yeah. experienced. Even though like the original Love is Blind season was such a cultural shift. Mm-hmm. I think it was when people really stopped watching The Bachelor, honestly. Like I think it had such an impact on reality TV that I remember everything that happened. I remember everyone's of names. Of course. It was the best time of my life. Yeah. No, it was, it was peak living because it was also like- COVID. Right before COVID, you know- Things were in full swing. It was a great time. Was, cheer on Netflix. Yeah. But then cheer season two. Womp womp. It was fine. I mean, then the Jerry stuff like it ruined it. It was wompy. Yeah. It was wompy as hell. And by then it wasn't like, it wasn't this random thing nobody knew about. Then there was like a cult following. It's always more fun when there's a documentary on the most random fucking thing and like it galvanizes the nation. Well, that leads us yes. to our next story. I've never had a better segue in our whole career. Bama Rush is officially being turned into a documentary. So every fall, like quack, clockwork, more and more TikTok users lose themselves in a very specific niche, Bama Rush videos. There's just something so captivating about the University of Alabama's hypermeticulous sorority rush re- rituals that totally takes over TikTok for a full week in August. But now fans of the videos can dive into the craze even deeper because a Bama Rush documentary is being made to fully explore how preppy OOTD videos, viral dance battles, and over-the-top events turned one college campus into TikTok's favorite playground. Wait, so is the documentary about like how it became viral or about Bama Rush, like dive, diving deep. The documentary has been filming throughout this year's sorority recruitment week, which took place from August 6th to August 14th. And it is about the virality. The women, no, and the just Bama, the week, um, quote, the, thil- the film is a thoughtful and compassionate portrayal of young women in 2022 as they rush the sorority system at the University of Alabama. It will be Vice Studios producing the documentary in partnership with HBO Max, where it will almost certainly premiere as an streaming exclusive. So it will be about, you know, exactly what you see on TikTok. And then I imagine plus the TikTok element, like how, how they feel about it. Right. So last year it was all about Michaela. What would Jimmy Buffett do? That was her username. And if you follow her, which I still do, um, she's been talking about this. Like, and she's, I don't know, she has like a weird take on it because I think like they wanted her to be a part of it and then it didn't work out. So her NDA was void. And then she like started going off on TikTok. So is she like a sophomore now? So she's a sophomore. And when she was a freshman, like she was, Last year was the first year that it happened. So she was like the star. But there was like a few people who everyone was following. But her story got crazy because everyone was loving her. She was like so cute. And she like, okay, here's my outfit. And her pants were always from the pants store. And everyone was like, what the fuck is the pants store? Um, But then she got dropped. And it was crazy. And then that's really what like turned this into like more of a real thing. Because everyone was like 
quietly following and then we were like wait Michaela got dropped we're Delta we're Delta Gamma um so everyone was like why did Michaela get dropped and there were so many rumors and she had so many followers and she was going live and there was like a video of her that had went viral when she was in high school I think maybe it was even on Barstool like and she was just drunk and like there's really strict rules in Alabama like when it comes to sororities when it comes to drinking vaping um your grades so she got dropped and then like Everyone moved on after so that because the week was date? over. No, like there can't be internet proof of you being like a delinquent, even though that's mm. literally what college is about. Mm. Um, and that's what you do in a sorority. Right. But like front facing, they're like these philanthropic organizations. So you have to have like a really clean social media presence and that video of her. And I think it had a lot to do with like the fact that she got really popular and that video resurfaced for that reason on TikTok. Um, so she got dropped. And then this year it happened again. And it's just so interesting. Like all the girls who, it's funny, like on the first. So she's not in a sorority. She's no. a sophomore, not in a sorority, yeah. but just an influencer yes, on campus. You know, which is also really good. Like. Right. Also nice. Just as good, honestly. <laughs> But then this year, when it first started, it's funny. It's like now everyone knows. So there were like a ton of really cute girlies, southern girlies, getting on, doing their outfits. It's sisterhood day. It's panaletic day or whatever. Um, And then it's funny like how it weeds out. And then like a few, the algorithm chooses like a few people to keep moving forward. But like day one, you saw like 10 girls. Day two, you saw like five. And now the star is, I think her name is Kaylin. I've heard of her. Hope you're having a great day, not just a good day. She had the slogan, which is a great marketing technique for anyone, you know, listening who might be going to University of Alabama next year. Get yourself a slogan. And on her first video that went viral, she was wearing the cutest pair of Gucci shorts. And, and she was wearing like Lululemon and all the comments were like, oh my God, there's a rich one. So everyone just became obsessed with her because she was like very, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, a- aspirational. Thank you so much. Oh my God. I couldn't find the word. She was very aspirational. And then she ended up being like really cute and really sweet. And she had this little slogan, this little phrase. It was a perfect recipe for virality. And I'm sure she will be a star of the documentary. Um, she ended up getting Zeta. And, you know, they all go to the stadium. If you make it through the whole week without getting like dropped, you go to the stadium, you get an envelope and you like listen to this whole like panel and then they count down from 10. Like you cannot open the, open the envelope until. So she was videoing 10, 9, 8. And she opens it and like she looked like kind of pissed. And she's like this really sweet, soft-spoken girl. And she was just like quiet. She like opened the video. She was like, I'm Zeta. And then ended the video. Is that not the one she wanted, but it's the one she got? She never told us what she wanted. I don't think you're allowed to, honestly. Like. I wonder if, like, I'm sure, you know, for all of us watching on TikTok, it's like, how could you not take Caden? Right. We love her. Right. You know, she's the best in the class. But, like, when you're in it on campus, I wonder if being that person is actually not helpful at all. I don't know. But they also say, like, what I've been, I've been diving deep into sorority culture. What they say is, like, you have to trust the system. Like, even if you get a sorority that like it was unexpected or not like the number one choice for you like it was meant for you like you have to trust the system and then like a year later the girls are like oh my god I'm so glad I trusted the system of course like because you bloom where you're planted and what you're gonna go to a sorority and like hate it the whole time I love that isn't that a nice saying bloom I'm gonna cry I love that I need to write that down you bloom where you, that was the perfect phrase which just pick that out of your back pocket that was, heard, that was exactly what I was trying to say I heard it once like uh seven years ago like in a meeting when I was uh working corporate corporate and it just really resonated with me you bloom where you planted I love that and that's exactly like trust the system no you just have to live there so you end up having fun because right what are you gonna do it's the same thing just a different name it's there's still like girls and also it's the same thing right right 
and everyone is nice and sweet for the most part. You know, there's yeah. there's the same dynamics everywhere. It's just a different name. Yeah. As Kiki Popper says, she once wanted to be in a sorority, but they're very political. They really are. Girls they, can be so fucking oh, mean. They really are. And then like, this is like peak sorority Greek life. And because there's- This is like Sydney White. Right. There's It's like the Southern, but now there's the element of like potential fame. So like the stakes are even higher. But I kind of like that you would think- Okay, we're now that Bamarash is like this viral thing, the girl who becomes like the most famous from it is gonna get prepped in every single house. But I kind of like how like they don't really care about what's happening. Like I'm sure they like that they're going viral and that people are into what they're doing. But they're not but letting that's it not impact influencing like actually who's going into the right house. Yeah, I am curious and hopefully the documentary will cover this. Like what does the university itself has to have to say? Has this impacted admissions or like the number of applicants they get? I assume after last year, because you watch it and it looks fun and it, it's good marketing for the school. It looks like I want to be a part of this. And if I was thinking of maybe applying to like University of Alabama or Auburn, maybe I'll go University of Alabama now. Right. So I'm curious if it's had like a positive impact on the school as a business, you know? I'm sure that it mostly has. Uh, I'm also sure like everything else, there will be a swing. Yeah, no. And eventually it'll just become like annoying and like, just Brands like, will get involved. I mean, Kendra Scott is like, when Alabama Rush starts, it's like, where do we sign up? Like, they were commenting on everyone, already sending out packages to the girls who they started. Like, I don't think anyone who works for the Kendra Scott marketing team, specifically the TikTok team, has slept in a week. Okay, well, take a beat. Take a rest. Kendra Scott, like, is... Sorority. And University of Alabama, specifically. Yeah. And, like, Lululemon, too. But really, Kendra Scott... Crazy. Well, that sounds really good. And also it's perfect for me because I'm not keeping up with it on TikTok, obviously. But I am interested by it in the documentary. I just want to be explained it. I want to see the ins and outs. I want to meet everyone. Um, and I feel like it's this thing where like a lot of people are talking about it, but also a lot of people are like, what's going on at the University of Alabama? There's like, they know that it's trending, but they're not sure what for. And they definitely don't know how it started. Mm -hmm. So a documentary would be extremely helpful in this case. I hope they can turn it around kind of quickly because they obviously used last week as the breeding no, it's ground. Filmed, right. Really. So like get it to us soon. Soon, please. Thank you very much. Our fifth and final story. These are the nerdiest states in America. Our yes. fifth and final. Some, some data. Human interest, thought-provoking story. Can We're I talking guess? about the nerdiest states. Okay, I want to guess, but let's talk about what does it mean to be a nerd? So that's a different question. I'm going to tell you how they judged it. Okay. They surveyed more than 1,000 people to ask them about their home decorating habits and analyzed more than 3,100 Google search terms and phrases rela relating to nerdy house decorations, including terms like Hobbit wreath, Iron oh. Man gaming chair to crown the nerdiest states in America. So, so that's actually an interesting way of like a, gathering data. And also defining a nerd, like people who are really into books, TV shows, movies, and games. Being into TV doesn't make you a nerd. No, but like when it's Game of Thrones. Right, we're, you, like, you go to like Comic-Con. It's like, we're so nerdy. No, we are. I mean, we're into like electronics. We read, we're really smart. Are we nerds? By the way, we're like Kendall, like- you know, like we're really not like other girls. Like we're kind of like nerdy. Yeah, I just like kind of love to read, and I don't want to, you know, go to parties. I just right. want to like be home with my Kindle. And like, if I am gonna go to a party, like I'll probably just drink a beer because like that's what I like to drink. And I love Game of Thrones. Like, not you know, I was watching it before everyone was watching right. it, and a um, lot of people were upset with the ending. But like personally, like we understood it. You know, we, we read the books where George was coming from, right? And his artistic vision and why Kanye wants people to shop out of trash bags. Right. Okay. So given that. I think 
There's no rhyme or reason to this, honestly. And is the, the percentage has to be based on population, right? Just because there's more nerds in California, but it's a bigger, you know? We've got more nerds in California, California than Oregon combined. Is I that, was going to say Oregon for the top one. No. Oregon's number 10, though, so that's pretty good. Okay. Because, like, people in, like, Portland and, like, that area, like, mm. they're, like, kind of, like, hipster. Oh, like, yeah, like, Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. That's Washington. But, like, that general area. Yes, that Pacific Northwest. It's very, like, Granola. Portland is very, yeah, it's, like, the hipster capital of America. Yeah. I don't know if everyone knows that. Mm, yeah. You learned uh, something new. It didn't say the most hipster state. I know, but I associate, like, similar no, vibes. but, like, hipsters don't watch Lord of the Rings. And ner- that's, like... You know, hipsters read, sure, and they, like, do certain things. They wear glasses. There's crossover. They wear glasses like nerds. There's a Venn diagram in the yes. middle. There's there's a definitely a crossover In the between. middle is glasses, but on <laughs> one side is, you know, like, artisanal coffee beans. Right. And on the other side is the Hobbit. Right, right. Going to Comic-Con. Yeah. Okay. Number one, Nebraska. Oh, shocking. Number two, New Mexico. Also shocking. Number three, Nevada. Shocking because it's Las Vegas. Yeah, but, like... That's literally like a, two miles of all of the state, you know? I guess. Number four, Utah. Also shocking. Number five, Kansas. Okay. Six, Arkansas. You know Arkansas this, is spelled like our Kansas? Kansas? Yeah. I wonder why. Well, um, actually it's spelled, sorry, that's wrong. It's spelled Arkansas. Oh. <laughs> like, did spelled. I read it wrong? Um, these states like are... Like all the same, the same. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But maybe that's just because I'm not familiar, like with what the personality type of a typical Arkansas is. No, but these aren't coastal states, right? They're all kind of similar regionally in yes. a sense. So it, I guess like it's landlocked regionally. It's nerdy region. New York, California is not on there. No. Jersey. No. Anything in the tri-state area? No. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, Connecticut is number nine. That's weird. This yeah. study makes no fucking sense. Yeah, no, it, it was only like a thousand people surveyed and I just don't think that's a big enough sample. I agree. Um, and that's, I think the problem, the biggest problem with Family Feud. They're asking a hundred people. It's not enough. Yeah. But I just want everyone to know Claudia chose this story. <laughs> I did, I did. Well, we have been like in like the last couple of years added to the weirdest fucking like- um, Distros. Distros for like press releases when it comes to like, we have, you know, interviews with gurus, random studies that, and we were looking for stories and I just like check my email. I'm like, oh, we got one. Should we use it? And we yeah, got it. I love, a, you know, state by state analysis. I love pitting states against one another right. in every different way. I love lists, you know, like most popular Halloween costume by state. Yeah. Most popular like- porn you love data i love data i do no lie i really do you know you are you're a nerd (laughs) you love crunching numbers i love when the numbers are crunched for me yeah of course and i'm presented with what the data means with like a snackable and we can extrapolate from the data relevant information yeah but i don't feel like i was able to extrapolate anything from that moronic study because it was shitty data it was a shitty like yeah it was a good concept but i don't feel like the no, and Lombardo Holmes, no offense. You should have spent your efforts looking at the most popular podcast, podcast by state. We're that's still what, waiting. That's what you should have done. We're still waiting. We're waiting cautiously, though. Yeah, no, because like... We're scared. Only release it if we're on it at least once, you know? Yeah. If it's not, just like throw it in the trash. Say like, you know, oh, the, the study data, has been compromised. The data has been compromised. <laughs> Those were the Fast Five stories. You definitely needed to know every single one of them. And every I'm so glad we did. one. Um, that is our show. Our second to last episode of the week. We're back tomorrow. Anything else we need to like plug? Girlwithnojob.com slash tour. 
No, Redheads is, you know, always there for you whenever you want to join us. Always. Patreon, we have new episodes. We're doing more this week because we're still together. And mm-hmm. Patreon is just a lovely community. And then you get access to Toast After Dark. And that's like where all the fun happens. Truly. Uh, and the Strice Brothers love you. And that's so true. just remember that every Strice Brother loves you. It didn't sound like the sentence was over. Loves you. I just wanted you to that, let that sink in. I no, needed yeah, you left moment. us waiting for more. I, I wanted that moment of silence. You could, you, yes, you. I'm talking to you in your car. You at your desk. You going for a hot girl walk. You pumping. Strice gr- brothers love you. And so do we. And so do we. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, The Millennial Morning Show, where we, d- we deliver, oh, sorry, I forgot to update everyone. We were approved for our plaques. They are en route. We had to pay an extra $150 just to get two because like we just, we both deserve Happily. one for each of our studios. I, I was like, I'm gonna where have do like I a sign? Really great art wall happening between my plaque, my fuck around and find mm-hmm. out. It's Maybe some framed really photo of us, photos of us. Yes. Photos of the Strice brothers. Yeah. 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 Some fan artwork. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'll start building up a little collection. Sorry. I forgot to update everyone. Like I was waiting for the approval and then it all just happened so fast. Yeah. They reached out. I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. us? No, couldn't be us. So thank you guys because we couldn't do that without you. So Oh, and I just want to update everyone because I actually am like trying to get TikTok on my iPad. Oh yeah. But my charge is not charging on my iPad because it got used to your iPad instead of mine. No, it was connected to your college email, which recently deactivated. Yes. So uh I can't get into my TikTok account. I'm not making a new one because mine is literal perfection. Agreed. We have reached out to TikTok. Hopefully they get back to us. If you work at TikTok, like hit us up, please. Yeah, if you can help me with that. Oh wait, there was a girl at the meeting yesterday who worked at TikTok. We should have asked her. I didn't know until last night. Um, So I'm trying because I really like want to see the fan edits and uh, support the Turpin sisters. But maybe it's not meant to be for me. No, no, there's been so much good like user generated toast content. I know, I know. I was on TikTok. I was sending you all them. I saw. So hashtag operate mission. No operation. Get Jackie back. Operation. Get Jackie back on TikTok. Commence. Commence. We're on Monday, Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere. Podcast can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an amazing, incredible day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye.